the blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. hosts adam and john space welcome to throwback trivia takedown a no hold bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory i'm your host john spees i'm your co-host adam spees and today we have two new contenders here to prove that throwback trivia takedown is the superior podcast in one corner i'll tell you this story he's a little bit hoary but his name's not Corey. it's chris Lagori. chris yeah. welcome to the show Hey, good to be here. Good to be here. So I got. I do have a for me something that I'm known for. So here we go, and we'll we'll call that a diet coke. Uh, it doesn't look that like is that. not a diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, once you uh, tell the folks at home a little bit about you. Yeah, hey everybody. Uh, so my name is uh, Chris Lagori. I am one of the founding members of the Pub Trivia Experience podcast, and now the PTE Network of podcasts that have been kind of sprouting up and. Uh, we just launched our fourth show as part of the network. Our fifth will launch early next year. But wow. um, if you're into trivia, you'll probably like the, the the antics that we get into. We try and take a, a rather fun and uh, friendly version, similar to what y'all do here, to trivia. We we try and replicate as much of the feel of going to a bar as we can and playing trivia with your friends. So, you know, good trivia, good times with friends, and some good drinks. So cheers, everybody. Well, yeah, I definitely want to call out PTE, Pub Trivia Experience, Boozy Bracketology, um, uh, Frenemy, and Verboten are all fantastic shows. Make sure you guys check it out. Always be plugging, right? Always. <laughs> it's not, not like we've never had you guys on Boozy Bracketology before. That's how it goes. Arguing Michael Jackson <laughs> songs. Now we're arguing Billy Joel. People people got onto me literally like 30 minutes ago because of our takes on that on that podcast. <laughs> Uh, wait till we get to the wait now that we're going back into the movies. Wait till we get back into the '80s movies because, uh, John, I know you had some hot takes when it came to uh, one of our brackets already. Oh my gosh, I can't wait till that episode comes out. I'm going to defend it myself so hard on that. <laughs> In the other corner, his name is Chris Paulson. His name <laughs> is Chris, Chris Paulson. His name is Chris Paulson. It's Chris Paulson. <laughs> Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about you? Okay, I have I found a couple of I found your podcasts. Uh, just look, I, I love looking up lists and brackets and things like that. That's why I found both podcasts and a boozy bracketology. I'm hoping to. I'm a, a member of the Patreon there, so I'm hoping to get on there one day. Um, and I, I love trivia too. I listen to a bunch of bunch of different trivia podcasts, including yours. And I am starting. I've got my own website. And I'm starting to build. I'm I'm just now getting at, at 42 years old, getting into uh, voiceover acting. So uh, I'm nice. still my website. And unfortunately, I'm not very tech savvy, so I'm still trying to figure out how to start my own website. But I've got it up there. I just need to finish some editing stuff, and then I'll have my own voiceover website out there. Nice. Well, you got to start somewhere. So one yeah. foot in front of the other, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe Chris Paulson will be a little bit more like Rob Paulson. <laughs> hey. Wrong spelling. All wrong right. sound. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. know. They don't. <laughs> he's he's a voiceover guy. Yes, okay? yes, he is. <laughs> All right, folks. Let's learn how to play the game. Yes. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. 
Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right. So before we get started, I, of course, want to know Chris and Chris a little bit better. And I know we've done this one before, but we were recording this right uh, before the, or right of the week of Thanksgiving. So, gentlemen, I want to know, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Oh, uh, I'm a sucker for some sweet potato casserole. Give me the glazed wall, the, the glazed nuts on top. Give me the sweet potato, like the souffle almost. It is delicious. I'm sorry. Couldn't help but laugh when you said glazed nuts. <laughs> Clean podcast, Adam. Clean podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Innuendos are clean. Well, my, All right, Chris. my answer is easy because my mother makes the best macaroni and cheese on planet Earth, so it's the macaroni and cheese. Uh, the, I mean, this couldn't be easier. Uh, I am never, ever going to choose anything over mac and cheese. <laughs> so, uh, Chris P., you're going to get to pick first in round one. What category do you want to start us off in, sir? Uh, let's start with music. Okay. And your decade will be the 80s. Now we're talking. What South African vocal group joined Paul Simon on his 1987 song, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes? South African? Can we repeat the question? I'm trying to think. What, what South African vocal group joined Paul Simon on his 1987 song, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes? I cannot think of a South African vocal group to say more. Um... I have. I do not know the answer to this question. I'm disappointed too because I'm '80s music aficionado. All right. So are you passing? Yes, I am passing. All right. Other Chris. I'm just going to call you Chris and other Chris from now on. <laughs> I love how I default to other Chris. Okay. I'll take it. I'll t- I've been called worse. I've been called better, but I have been called worse. <laughs> so for those that listen to PTE, uh, you know that I am a music aficionado. I know everything there is to know about music, except I don't listen to music all that often. So unless it's going to be the Rat Pack. SoCal punk from the 90s and 2000s or like met metal from like the new metal genre I'm out uh, so I'm looking for an 80s pop group from South Africa that joined Paul Simon the Lesotho brothers I, I have no idea <laughs> I like that the Lesotho brothers is incorrect Adam do you know this well, everybody out there should go check out uh, John and my episode of uh, the Blast from Our Past podcast as we break down the Graceland album, which I think is one of the greatest albums from top to bottom when you consider all the songs together. Um, and these guys are all over it. And I kind of always think I screw up the last word, but I know it's Ladysmith Black. I think it's Mombaza. Uh, Mombazo. Mombazo. Okay. Yeah. Ladysmith Black Mombazo. Learn something new today. I'll take it. All right. Huh. And we are over to uh, Mr. Ligori. Oh, let's go. I'm going to go news and politics. All right. News and politics. And your decade is the 2000s. On December 30th, 2006, whose final words were, quote, 
I bear witness that there is no deity but God, and I bear witness that... He never finished the sentence, as a trapdoor was sprung, and he was hung for his crimes against his own citizens. 2006 um, just brings me right to Saddam Hussein. Uh, the time frame is right. I know he was executed via hanging because I think they dragged his body through the streets afterwards. I'm going to go Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein is correct. All right, we got points on the board. Mr. Polson, let's get some points for you, sir. What category is that going to happen in? Uh, let's try sports. Okay. And we're going back to the 80s. In 61 fights, Muhammad Ali was only knocked out once in his final fight in 1980 against what boxer? I've got one guess. That, I mean, it's going to be Joe Frazier, right? Or maybe not, but then Joe Frazier is my guess. Joe Frazier is incorrect. Ms. Ligori, can you steal? I wrote this question at one point in time a long, long time ago. Um... The only guess I have would be Foreman, but I, I don't feel good about it. Foreman is also incorrect. Yeah, I, what's that guy's name? Adam, you want to help him out? I, I think I remember seeing a documentary about this, and I believe the boxer was Larry Holmes. Holmes. It was Larry yeah. Holmes. Oh. All right. No worries. And we are back to Mr. Ligori. Uh, we're dancing around it a little bit, just trying to figure out which one I want to go with. Let's go with, let's see, the month of December, I'm running an all-food tournament on PTE. So let's go to food, because I've been writing a lot of food questions in the last couple of weeks. There you go. Been in the mindset. And your decade is the 90s. What short-lived, non-carbonated, fruit-flavored beverage was introduced in May 1996, then later disappeared due to poor sales? It was sold in six flavors, made with small, floating, edible balls, it was marketed as a, quote, texturally enhanced alternative beverage. But some consumers compared it to a portable lava lamp. I was alive for this. I don't think I ever heard of it. I can't think of what the food right now is. It has dim tapioca balls in it. Um, alternative to soda. I remember there, I thought it was a carbonate. I thought gamers drank it a lot, but I do remember there being a drink called Balls, B-A-W-L-S. Maybe that's what Are it was. glazed? Yeah, were they glazed at all? No, they were not. I'm just going to go <laughs> balls. B-A-W-L-S, because I, I remember working at a computer store and we sold a bunch of it. And I don't know anything about it because I never had it. Balls is incorrect. Mr. Bolson, can you steal? I think it was called Orbits with a Z. Orbits. Orbits is correct. Well done. They were weirdly textured with those in there. I do remember I've had them. All right, Mr. Bolson, you got a steal, and now you get to pick in another category. All right, um, let's try TV. Okay. TV, and your decade is the 70s. All right, this is a pretty simple question. What actor voiced the part of Charlie on Charlie's Angels? Uh, oh, God. I used to know this answer. <clears throat> the only name that's coming to mind right now for me is William Forsythe, but I bet that's wrong, but I'm going to go with it anyway, William Forsythe. William Forsythe is incorrect. Chris, can you steal? I want the bet we're not looking for Bill Murray. Uh, the name coming to mind is Charlie Townsend. I don't know why that name's coming to mind, but that's what I'm going to go with. Charlie Townsend is also incorrect. Mr. Polson, I wish you had just gone last name only. <clears throat> it was John Forsythe. <sighs> oh, man. Ow. That's all right. No harm, no foul. 
We're back over to Miss Ligori. Left, we've got movies, toys and games, fashion, literature, and slang. I'm going to go movies. And we are staying in the 70s. The 1974 X-rated film The Take is about crime fighter Terry Sneed, who arrives in New Mexico to help out a local police chief. It starred what actor who knew the power of Colt 45? I have vague memories of hearing of this film. Knew the power of Colt 45, the gun. It's also a malt liquor. Um, I'm one. I mean, that's obviously a clue in some ways. So I'm wondering if maybe that's not the gun from Dirty Harry. So maybe this is Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is incorrect. Yeah. Mr. Paulson, can you steal? I never would have. Un- I never would have known the answer until you said Colt 45, and it's got to be. Uh, Mr. Lando Calrissian himself, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mr. Paulson with the steal. Now you get to pick a category. Uh, let's try slang. And that decade is the 90s. According to Miriam Webster, not Judy, what term made its appearance in 1997 as a derogatory term for meaning tending to look on others harshly or critically? All right. You can... It, I'm going to need you to repeat the question because I feel like you said something that said something early in that clue that I should be listening for. According to Merriam-Webster, and not Judy, what term made its appearance in 1997 as a derogatory term meaning tending to look on others harshly or critically? I don't know. Um, that, hearing it again didn't help me. Uh, only thing I can think of is sucking Oh, it's a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> like somebody they suck. They're, they're bad at something. Uh, that's, that's what I have to go with because I can't think of anything else. But are they glazed? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to point out, uh, we're not the ones making this a non-family-friendly uh, podcast. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Mr. Ligori, can you steal? The the clue doesn't get me there. Judy Webster, I can't place. Uh, the term that I remember kind of fitting in there is hating or hating. Uh, so I remember, you know, why you hating on me becoming big in the late 90s, early 2000s. So let's go with that. Hating is also incorrect. Adam, you think you know this one? I think it eventually came to me because I at first, just like Chris had, uh, well, Chris Chris Ligori thought about Judge, or sorry, Judy Webster, but it's not Judy Webster. I think it's Judge Judy, uh, and I think specifically it's Judgy. Judgy is what I was looking for. Yeah, I got that. Uh, all right, Mr. Ligori, it's your turn to pick. We've got literature, fashion, and toys and games. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's go toys and games and see if Adam can keep his mind clean. <laughs> for once. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. And it's the 80s. What 1987 graphic adventure video game developed by Lucasfilm follows teenage protagonist Dave Miller as he attempts to rescue his girlfriend, Sandy Pants, from a mad scientist whose mind has been enslaved by a sentient meteor? God, I'm a bad 80s kid. I've seen every 80s movie. I just didn't listen to a whole lot of the music. And outside of video games, unless it was Mario Brothers, I just didn't care. I it's Lucas, a Lucasfilm video game, 87. One more time. Go for that one more time for me. What 1987 graphic adventure video game developed by Lucasfilm follows teenage protagonist Dave Miller as he attempts to rescue his girlfriend, Sandy Pants, from a mad scientist 
whose mind has been enslaved by a sentient meteor. 100% sounds like something Lucasfilm would do. I honestly have no idea. And I just reread Ready Player One. I'm in Ready Player Two right now, and I don't remember this coming up in there at all. Um, I'm good at trivia, guys, I swear. <laughs> I did video games, I'm just not a strength in. Ironically, on Boozy Bracketology right now, we're doing a best video game music franchise. Or franchise music, and I don't know any of that. I, I honestly don't know, but I don't I hate passing without giving an answer. So Lucas is friends with Spielberg. There's a much maligned video game about E.T., so I'm going to say it's E.T. E.T. is incorrect. Mr. Paulson, can you steal? Not real. Uh, the only game that kept coming to my mind, and it didn't really, in the question you gave, didn't say it, but didn't bring up anything up in my brain about it, but uh, I'm going to go with Zombies Ate My Neighbors because that's the only thing that it's the only thing that came to my mind. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Sounds like a fantastic video game, but unfortunately that is incorrect. Uh, this was the game Maniac Mansion. I have, I have heard, of, heard that. of it. Yes, yeah. I couldn't place that. All right, uh, to over to Mr. Paulson. Fashion and literature. I'm gonna be bad at both of these, so I'll just pick fashion. Okay. And it's the '80s. Nothing got between this actress and her Calvins, except a huge public outcry, considering she was 15 at the time of the ad. I'm pretty sure it was Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields is correct. And that leaves literature for the other Chris. Does. And other Chris is going to get the decade of the 70s. Originally debuting in 1970s Avengers 80, number 83 as a disguise for the Asgardian villain Enchantress, what character would eventually be portrayed by Tessa Thompson in the MCU? Oh, Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. Valkyrie is correct. He know, yep, he knows his movies. I know my MCU. I know my comic. Seventies Marvel is not a strength of me. So thank you for the more modern <laughs> clue there. If we'd gone Batman or DC, uh, I'd have been a lot better. All right, that's the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? All right, we have got quite the close game at the end of round one. Chris Ligori is at twenty, but just a little bit ahead of him with Chris, with uh, thirty is Chris Paulson. All right, well. Uh, Chris Paulson got to pick first in round one, so Mr. Ligori, you're going to pick for Mr. Paulson to start off round two. What category do you want to give him? Let's give him... Let's go right back to fashion. So it is, and it is from the 50s. Our first 50s question. Popular in the 50s, what loose, unbelted dress hung straight from the shoulders to the hemline? I don't think they were made out of burlap, though. You said burlap. I'm just thinking burlap sack. Um, repeat the question just so I can make sure. Popular in the 50s, what loose, unbelted dress hung straight from the shoulder to the hemline? I don't think they were made out of burlap, though. Sash. I'm going to say a sash. That's the only thing that's coming to my mind. Sash is incorrect. Mr. Ligori, can you steal? I I thought I actually remember a dress being called a sack before, so I'm just going to say a sack. Sack dress is correct. Oh, God, I should have just gone with sack. Once you said sack, I'm like, oh, please don't say that. That's the only answer I have. <laughs> like, I remember there being something called the sack dress, so. All right. Well, Mr. Ligori got the steal, so Mr. Paulson, you got to give him a category. What category, which one's going to be? Um, I'll give him uh, literature. All right, literature coming at Chris Ligori. And it's the 60s. In 1964... Louise Fitzhugh published what children's novel about an 11-year-old aspiring writer 
who observes others and writes her thoughts down in a notebook as she practices for her future career. Repeat that one more time for me. In 1964, Louise Fitzhugh published what children's novel about an 11-year-old aspiring writer who observes others and writes her thoughts down in a notebook as she practices for her future career? The thing that comes to mind, the 60s seems late for any type of initial like part of this, but the one that comes to mind is Harriet the Spy. Harriet the Spy is correct. Wow. And that hideously ridiculous crush Michelle Trachtenberg pays off. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't blame you at all for that. Hey. All right, sir. What do you want to give to Mr. Paulson? Um, let's go food. And our food will be from the 2000s. And we have a question from David Abalafia. <laughs> Thank you, David. In 2002, what singer opened Nyla, a Cajun-themed restaurant named after Louisiana, only for her to sever all ties six months later? I bet the food was toxic. Uh, it has to, <laughs> she's relevant still today. That has to be Britney Spears. Britney Spears is correct. I don't know. She's still knife dancing her way into my heart. I'm not going to lie. If y'all haven't seen that video, <laughs> oh, that's a wild baby, one. baby. <laughs> is it hitting you one more time? All right, Mr. Bolson, what do you want to give to Mr. Ligori? Uh I'll let him try slang. And that decade is the 70s. A 70 era's van tricked out with a bed in the back was known by what two-word rhyming slang? Two-word rhyming slang. 70s-era van with a bed in the back. Rhyming slang. Ram van doesn't rhyme. Boom room rhymes. Slam van doesn't rhyme. Um, I'm literally just going through rhyming in my rhyming schemes in my head that would make sense. Let's go with a boom room. I, I don't know. Boom room is incorrect. Mr. Paulson, can you steal? Pretty sure I got this reference from Dumb and Dumber when he called it the the dog van, the shaggin' wagon. Shaggin' wagon is correct. Yep, that, as soon as you said it. Nicely done. Whew. All right. Mr. Paulson got the steal, so other Chris, you're going to have to give him a category. Uh, we've already gone fashion, lit, food, and slang. Let's go. Yeah, screw it. Let's go news and politics. All right. In politics for Paulson, and it's the 80s. And we have another question from David Abalafia. Operation Urgent Fury was a 1983 military operation in, in which the U.S. and a coalition of six other Caribbean nations invite, invaded what small island country? Uh, depending on what year this is, I was probably a, a baby. Um, us and a bunch of... Can I, give me the question one more time. Operation Urgent Fury was a 1983 military operation in which the U.S. and a coalition of six other Caribbean nations invaded what small island country? I mean, it seems like too obvious of an answer, but um, or maybe it's not. I'm just I'm going to say Cuba. Cuba is incorrect. Mr. Ligori, can you steal? I can try. Uh, so, clarifying question, because I'm pedantic as hell. When you say island country, are we insinuating that it's just... it's one singular island that's the country or is it like an island can you validate if it's an island chain i the only thing i can do is reread the question yeah give me one more reread please operation urgent fury was a 1983 military operation in which the u.s and a coalition of six other caribbean nations invite invaded i almost said invited invaded what small island country 
my only hint is David Abalafi is smarter than pretty much all of us, and so I feel like he would word it properly. That's just my guess. No, he is. He is. <laughs> He's way, way, way too damn smart. Um, so why would they invade in the 80s? Why would they invade a country? I mean, it's, it's the tail end of the Cold War. And Puerto Rico comes to mind because I don't know when they became a U.S. territory. But I feel like if that was the case, I would have heard of this. Going south, you know what? Well, uh, it's not Hispaniola. It's two different countries. Um, I don't have a, a good guess, so I'll just say Barbados. Barbados is also incorrect. Uh, this is the island nation of Grenada. Grenada. Oh, damn it. Yeah. <sighs> I knew that. All right. Uh, I've already forgotten where we are. Uh, Paulson is picking for Liguri. All right, Mr. Paulson, we've got movies, music, TV, toys and games, and sports left. Uh, let's try toys and games. Okay. Toys and games. It's going to be from the 90s. What 3D board game pit players in a competitive scramble to reach the top of a mountain? During this hike, they had to contend with the looming threat of a spinning creature that spins and whizzes its way down the slope. I was alive and playing board games in the 90s. And this does not sound familiar to me at all. Like when I think of 3D board games, I think of Mousetrap, but I don't. You gotta reread one more time. I'm missing something here. What 3D board game pit players in a competitive scramble to reach the top of a mountain? During this hike, they had to contend with the looming threat of a spinning creature that spins and whizzes its way down the slope. Top of a mountain is not that. Oh my, I, I honestly don't know. Just because I've never played it, and I don't think, don't pretty sure I had nothing to do with this, but I've never played it, so it might. I'll go Settlers of Catan. Settlers of Catan is incorrect. Mr. Paulson, can you steal? Based on what you were, based on the clue, it sounds like something from a Nickelodeon show more than it does a board game. Um, the only thing, the only game that has come into my mind, I know it's wrong, is uh, is Crossfire. So that's I'm gonna go with that. Crossfire. Is also it's also incorrect. <laughs> so um, Adam, we never actually owned this game, but I do remember seeing the commercials. It was very similar in concept to Fireball Island. That's the only thing I had in my head because I've played with you Fireball Island, yeah, but I don't but remember this. One. Instead of red marbles coming down, it was the creature Tornado Rex. Oh yeah, I've never heard that before in my life. Yeah, me either. All right, uh, Mr. Ligori, I think it's your turn to pick. Uh, yeah, let's go music. Okay, music for Paulson, and it's the 90s. And we get another question from David Abalafia. All right, thank you, David. Hitting up all my David questions. Again and again. Missy Elliott began her music career with what R&B girl group? Their 1994 debut album remains, to date, their only studio release. I heard this recently on a game trivia show somewhere, and repeat the question one more time so I can... Missy Elliott began her music career with what R&B girl group? Their 1994 debut album remains to date their only studio release. There's one girl group that I'm picturing in my head, and I can't even remember the name of the group. I'll just I'll pass because I'm not I'm not completely sure on this one. All right, Mr. Ligori, can you steal? I've written a question about this before again a long, long time ago. I can't. I honestly don't know. When you say it, I'll I'll know it, but I. There's no recall availability here on me for it, so no, I'm gonna bow out. I have no idea. All right, and this was the R&B group Sista. Yep, that's about as a blank. Tough. <laughs> yeah. 
Blank faces. I, I mean, to be back. honest, I thought when you said it, I'd, I'd recognize it. Don't recognize that at all. So. All right. Uh, so you're Mr. Polson. We've got movies, TV, and sports. Uh, let's go with uh, TV. All right. TV for Liguri. And it's the 90s. Ernie Hudson and J.K. Simmons starred in what 1997 series chronicling the daily activities of an unusual prison facility that weirdly contained no witches? Weirdly contained no witches. Huh. Ernie Hudson and J.K. Simmons were on a TV show together and I have never heard of it? I am mad. Irrationally mad at myself for not knowing this. Weirdly contained no witches. That's the only clue I have, and it takes me to a couple of different places, but I'm guessing maybe it was, uh, maybe the show was called Eastwick. Eastwick is incorrect. Mr. Polson, can you steal? Yeah, it's one of the first HBO shows I remember being a big deal was Oz. Oz is correct. Yep. All right. Uh, Mr. Liguori, you got movies and sports. Which one are you going to give him to Mr. Polson? Uh, let's give him... I mean, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. He's, he's strong in both. Let's give him sports. Okay. That decade is the 60s. The 1966 FIFA World Cup stands out as one of the defining moments of the decade. The tournament saw the host nation claim their first and to date only World Cup victory. The victory game, uh, The victory came in a thrilling final against West Germany, in which what country emerged victorious 4-2 to two after extra time? Oh, the one sport I don't even... Oh, and then Germany was going to be my guess, and then you said Germany. I'm going to say England. England is correct. <laughs> wow. All right, that leaves movies for Mr. Ligori. It does. And that decade is the 50s. And we have a question from Nick Groves. Oh, thank you, Nick. I'm out. Which movie, based on a Jules Verne novel, follows an Edinburgh professor's trek down an Icelandic volcano and into trouble with dinosaurs? Oh, God. Is this this is the one Brendan Fraser was in the sequel to, or The Rock was in the sequel? Not the sequel, but the remake. Is it Journey to the Center of the Earth? That sounds vaguely familiar. So, yeah, we'll go Journey to the Center of the Earth. Journey to the Center of the Earth is correct. All right. That is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? All right, we still have us a pretty close matchup here. Chris Ligori has 50, and Chris Paulson has 70. All right, so Mr. Paulson, since you are in the lead, you get to pick first as to which category is going to go into the final round. Which one do you want? Okay, this is for me. It's for both. Uh, it's for both. This is the final round. Okay. Um, let's, let's go music since we've been so good at it so far. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And the decade will be the 70s. All right, and Mr. Ligori, what category do you want? Let's go, you know what, strength on strength. Let's go movies. Okay. We'll both get it wrong and feel stupid. And that decade will be the 60s. All right, gentlemen, so based on 70s music and 60s movies, go ahead and write down your bids. I'm ready. Yep, I'm ready. All right, here is your 70s music question. According to Rod Stewart, what song was more or less about the first woman he ever slept with? The woman's real name wasn't used. Instead, the name was taken from an old Liverpudlian song about a prostitute. And your 60s movies question. Named after a book from the Torah, what 1960 Paul Newman film 
is about the 1948 creation of the State of Israel. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I want to remind everybody out there, if you want to be part of the Throwback Trivia Takedown Tournament, you have got to join our Patreon at the $5 level or higher before the end of 2023. So if you are not in before the end of 2023, you will not have a shot to be in the tournament and be our next champion and win a cool t-shirt and have all the glory and get all the ladies or the guys or whatever, you know, you're into or they're going to come sweeping your way if you win our tournament. I don't I can't confirm that, but you can ask our previous champions in Scott Barber, Eric Eid or Jeremy Goodson if that actually happened to them. I'm just going to assume it did. Uh, so. Uh, make sure you go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash throwback trivia takedown and sign up. And also, uh, we are going to do a pool this year, a uh, pick 'em tournament. And this is free to play. We're going to have all the information coming out uh, in a bit. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. That's probably going to be the best way to get the information. That is going to be free to play for anybody, patrons who don't make it through the playing rounds or anybody who wants to try and get into the tournament the following year because the person who does the best job in the pick 'em will become the 16th seed in our 2025 tournament. So we're very excited about that. All right, I'm in. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. All right, let's find out what you put as your answers to the question. Uh, Chris Ligori, since you were behind, what were your answers? Uh, For the Rod Stewart question, I put Roxanne. It's not right. I just, I I know I've heard the song before. I am just not a Rod Stewart fan. Um, And then for the... Last question. I literally just named a movie in that time frame. It's not right. I have the sting, but I'm going over on the final and uh, I'm going to drink my sorrows away on obviously a Diet Coke. <laughs> totally Diet Coke. Totally Diet Coke. All right. Mr. Paulson. I'm pretty sure the Rod Stewart song is Maggie May. Never heard of it. Oh, man. That's like his signature song. Um, and I, I think I'm wrong on this movie, but. Uh, I thought there was a movie called Torah, Torah, Torah. So that's what I'm going with for the movie answer. All right. Well, let's find out what the correct answers are uh, for music. Uh, the Rod Stewart song, song was indeed Maggie May. Wake up, Maggie. I think I got something to say to you. I, I, I heard that Chris. song. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know it was Rod Stewart. Heard the song. Not a big fan. The 1960 Paul Newman film named after a book from the Torah, not. not the Torah itself, was Exodus. Exodus. Ah. Uh, that makes yeah. sense. That's 100% so what it is. Un- I didn't unfortunately, nobody is going to be getting their bid, so let's see how the scores came out. Mr. Ligori, how much did you bid? I-, I did not feel confident going into it, so I bid 10. All right, and Mr. Polson. Uh, I had a 20-point lead, so I bid 20. All right, Adam. Mathematize us up and let us know what is our final score. Uh, with a final score of 50 to 40, Chris Polson is the winner of today. Very hard fought. All Great right. game, guys. Nicely done, Chris. Nicely done. You are the better Chris. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just the other Chris. I am Chris. still the other Chris. <laughs> Especially what my daughter calls All me. All right. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. Uh, Mr. Paulson, since you won, I'll let you have the last word. So, Mr. Ligori, here is your time if you want to do any additional plugging or anything. Uh, no, you heard us plug at the beginning. Just a, it's a tough time out there for people. Just be nice to each other. Um, you never know what battle someone else is fighting. Doesn't hurt to be nice. Give someone the benefit of the doubt and assume positive intent. All right, and Mr. Paulson. Yeah, piggyback on what uh, the other Chris said and uh... – 
hopefully uh hopefully one day i'll get to be on the uh boozy bracketology did you so hold on real quick did you send in the the preferencing for the 80s movies or no no i did uh, no okay i'll send you the email again but we'll get you on that one if you're an 80s movies guy we'll get you in okay i'm thinking of the uh i'm thinking of the go oh, you sent out that garth brooks one and then the uh we're still talking about the wrestling faction one so i'm hoping to get in on at least one of those i can get you on a garth we can make garth happen a wrestling factual okay. one we already started recording, but we also have wrestling theme song coming up too. Oh, that's so oh god. Anything wrestling? I, in fact, I'm going to send you a few when I get the time. I've got a whole list of wrestling themed, not just wrestling themed, but a bunch of themes that I could send for potential episodes. Hell yeah, send it over. All right. Well, thank you to Chris and Chris. That's Adam and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. We wrestled the demon Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Your mother is in here, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it. We hooked the fisherman killer Ben Willis, and I know what you did last summer. Oh, you got a letter? I got run over, Helen gets her hair chopped off, Julie gets a body in her trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced. We survived a summer away with the angel of death, Angela Baker, in sleepaway camp. Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? But we ain't seen nothing yet. Join Alex and Dean of the Return Revenge Resurrection Podcast as we go toe-to-toe with the ever-resourceful Michael Myers. I shot him six times! Be there as we discuss the Halloween franchise in its entirety, from John Carpenter's beloved 1978 classic through David Gordon Green's epic forthcoming finale. I shot him in the heart! We cover it all. The good, the bad, and the bloody. Return, Revenge, Resurrection. A podcast that slashes its way through horror movie franchises. You don't know what death is. New episodes every Thursday, available wherever podcasts are found. I told everyone!